BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. I would just like to sit down and just hear his cock tell stories. I'm into Bruce Jenner's tits now. I'm I'm glad to know that um, Ed Senior jerks it. Motherfucker, that's disgusting. And afterwards, would you want to have sex with me? Hello and welcome. We are back. It is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast, episode sixty-five. Stoked you're here. Stoked you are joining us. Uh, I am, as always, your host, Brian Beckner. Um, today, on well, before we get into that, um, as always, the ways you can correspond with us. You can reach us by, via voicemail at 949-464-TBLS. We've got an interesting voicemail this week that we'll discuss and play, sort of. Um, also, email. We have some good emails this week. Email is mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. And then, of course, our Facebook page, The Baller Lifestyle Podcast on Facebook. Like our page, share our post. Somebody asked me today on Twitter to send them a link to my radio spot that I did last week. And we post that every week. We post all the podcasts. We post um, every radio hit that I do, um, every column that Ed writes, and, and then just pl- just stuff that we notice in the media, um, stuff that we think our fans, people that like our show, want to know about. It's not uh, the kind of thing where you're inundated with posts, uh, but it's there if you need it. The Baller Lifestyle Podcast on Facebook. Like it. Share it. Do all that kind of shit. That's that's like how that's like the best thing you can do for us. The show's free. You get to hear this for free. We do it for free. It actually costs money to do this, and you get it for free. Um, so share it with your friends because they might like to hear it too. Um, before we get into the show, I just uh, this has been bugging me. I noticed um, last week that L.A. Angels outfielder Josh Hamilton. He, in case you don't know, he's a guy that's been very open about the fact that, I mean, he lost his career at one point because he has a terrible addiction to mostly cocaine and also alcohol. And um, he recently had a relapse in his battle with drug and alcohol addiction. And his case went before an independent arbitrator. And because Hamilton didn't test positive, but rather self-reported, you know, they followed the letter of the law and he didn't, they, they're not going to suspend him. Because he didn't test positive, he came out and said, "Hey, I had a relapse. I'm getting help. Uh, you know, and th- and that's f- 
for people that know about addiction, that's kind of part of it. When you're in that, people do relapse and they have to start working the steps again. And, um, and that sounds like the situation that Hamilton's in. Um, but the angels, his employer are their, their reaction to me was kind of shocking, uh, because they're pissed. Um, they, they, rather than take the high road and the long view, they have chosen to openly object to the arbitrator's decision. Um, and I, there's a quote here. It says, it defies logic that Josh's reported behavior is not in violation of the drug program. Um, that's team president John Carpino. Um, and the angels in their statement said, the angels have serious concerns about Josh's con- conduct health and behavior. And we are disappointed that he has broken an important commitment, which he made to himself, his family, his teammates, and his fans. Um, they knew he was an addict when he signed, when they signed him and anybody, you know, maybe if you're going to get in business with someone that's openly has that problem, you might want to, especially the kind of business where you have to pay him 23 million bucks a year or more, you might want to get to know what that might entail because this, this is an eventuality for a lot of addicts. Um, and to me, it's just like sort of a harsh stance to take against someone who is clearly and more importantly, openly battling demons just to try to get a discount on the three years you owe him on his contract. And it kind of pisses me off. Like, what the Angels don't realize is that Josh Hamilton is a member of one of the strongest unions in the history of organized labor. And they've just, like, by saying, hey, we don't want to, basically, they're saying, we don't want to have to pay this guy. Um, they've just relegated themselves to probably 20 years of having to pay a premium for any free agent they try to sign because there's no way that the union and any self-respecting sports agent is going to allow their players to sign with an organization that openly tries to avoid honoring the contracts it writes. Um, so that team's fans should be prepared for a long, uh, stretch of mediocrity. And that team's players should make the front front office immediately aware there's displeasure. And CJ Wilson came out today and said as much that he doesn't agree with the way the team is treating his teammate. And I feel like that's not the minority in the locker room. So I don't know. I'm not an angels fan. Um, I'm happy that I'm not an angels fan. Um, especially today because I just think that's kind of bullshit. Okay. Enough proselytizing. And you could disagree with me. If you want to disagree with me, do it on an email, mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com uh, or reach out on the Facebook page. I posted a link to a good article in the Atlantic um, that sort of, that I've just sort of echoed that writer's points just now. Um, today on the show, sports, the Chicago Cubs chose opening day to introduce their fans to a more heinous option than the trough. We'll talk about that. Uh, Staying in Chicago, no one in Chicago apparently, even for charity, wants to pony up to pay for Jay Cutler's autograph. I thought that was funny. And there's a football reporter out there. I think this guy might want to be, be might be one of those draft guys. He knows a lot about the draft and the players. And here's this player, and he runs. He ran a four five forty, and then another guy ran a four four forty, and they run the forty, and they lift weights and shit. Um, uh, there's a football reporter out there. Most importantly, this guy tweets about the draft, and he tweets the same exact fucking joke in every single tweet he makes. Uh, so we could talk about that. Um, there's a more family familial criminal activity in Florida that didn't go as the criminals would have hoped, and those are always good. And a man do- died doing what he loved, fucking a scarecrow. Uh, 
that is not a story that will escape our listeners. We'll bring that to you. And then, of course, uh, Kate McManus will join us later. Fancy Sauce with the Baller Lifestyle Podcast pop culture report, uh, everything that's happening in the world of celebrity news. Uh, Kate will bring us that in Fancy Pop. Uh, but before then, I'd like to introduce my co-host, Hoboken's own, Ed Daly. Ed, how you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, so I'm, I'm just hearing the Josh Hamilton story. I, I didn't really pay attention to it. Um, yes. So the one thing I would add, um, add. well, your, your point, which pretty much encompasses everything is the fact that the angels took Josh Hamilton after all of his struggles were well documented for sure. Right? So like that, yeah. so that should be it. And the fact that your player is eligible to play, you should, you should never go against that. The only right. thing I will say on why I don't like Josh Hamilton is the fact the, that the tattoos, yeah, I mean, whatever. I'm, I'm, yeah, you know, okay. he's got tattoos, but like, you know, everyone's got tattoos. Okay, what's your what, what's your quarrel with Josh Hamilton? Two things. Uh, one, his last game as a Ranger, I remember, was the the first time my Orioles made it. It was one of those one game playoffs, and the Orioles made the playoffs for the first time in like fifteen right 15 and didn't, years. Didn't he, and Hamilton didn't he drop a fly ball? He he may have dropped a fly ball, but I remember he there was like a a. You know, a, a deep in the gap ground or chopper, and he like walked to first base and like still uh-huh. was out by like maybe a foot. Like he dogged it as he was finishing up with Texas. So I just felt that was douchey. But the real douchey yes. move was I remember his first or second relapse. There were pictures of him surfacing that he was. This is this is he true. was doing sex on the beach shots and yes. he was wearing uh, glow sticks around his neck. And I believe he was also getting uh, – he had his shirt yes, off at a bar. Yeah, his shirt was off. But I remember at one point there was a glow stick like wrapped around his neck. And yes. they were saying – the report was they were doing sex on the beach shots. So to me, yes. look, number one, your, your point is valid. The, the Angels are a shitty organization if they're acting like, oh, wait a second. You know, right? he, he, he has to behave this way because we expected this – you know, you're, you're dealing with an addict and they struggle and that's, that's, that's what part of what you do. And they're angry because guess what? He was on the downside when they took him. That's exactly right. And that's all free agents. And all these teams have regret because they give guys a bunch of money once they're on the downside. And that's, that happens throughout the, the league. Da- Continue. The Daily News posted a list of all of the, uh, maybe all of the guys who make over a million now. And it's like 505 guys. But like, right? It's like seventy percent of. But the, the top twenty-five, thirty, uh, probably half of them are guys that are well past their prime. Absolutely, A Rod and whoever. But um, and they know better, yeah. but they they still do it. They can't they can't control themselves. But to take this discussion a little bit off of sports, I I I texted you yesterday. I gotta say, I, I got a little feeling in my loins because. I was followed by one of the more handsome guys on earth. Yeah, I don't like that. I, I gotta say, I don't I'm like a that. little. I I felt something. I <laughs> Ryan Philippi followed yes. me on Twitter and retweeted me. He's very dreamy. And he's just so fucking dreamy. Like it, I, I'm not. I'm not. Listen, I, I'm chump change with. I, I think I have less followers than probably all of our listeners. But right. I get a couple of sort of celebrities following me, but nothing stirred my loins like that one. 
Oof. Yeah, I'm he's, I'm jealous of that. I don't like that one. He's dreamy as hell. Yes, he's very dreamy. He retweeted you. Yeah. He's so um, handsome. And I I I, yes. I said to Michelle, I was like, he followed me. I, I guess I'm supposed to follow him back. Like, you know, he's a nice guy. Michelle's like, play it cool. What's what's with you? Yes. And I, I couldn't play it cool. Power move. I couldn't play it cool. Like I was I just he's dreamy. I I'm a I'm a fan. Yeah. Yes, Ryan. Yes, you should. <laughs> I should. I should have brought that up. Ryan Philippi, the dreamy Ryan Philippi, follows you on Twitter, and I'm jealous of that. And he's actually, he, you know, in the in the Howard Stern universe, he's actually pretty cool with shit like that. Like he messes around, and he's not like he's not a guy who takes himself too seriously. No, I've heard, I've heard him on Stern. He's he's a pretty chill dude. I think he was like on soap operas or something. I feel like he's. Like pretty self-effacing about his career and his whole day. And dreamy. Super dreamy. Very dreamy. And I'm sure, like, I would just like to sit down and just hear his cock tell stories. Oh, because If these walls could talk. It's, I mean, the places it's been. Oh I can only goodness. imagine. He's, he's just really, really, I mean, more power yeah. to him. Um, also, and I, I, I want to know, you ran into someone at a bar that was a listener to our show. Can you recount that story, please? Um, yeah. You don't have to get too deep with it. Yeah, it was It was just randomly, like, it was, uh, dis- I forget how it, it, like, podcast came up, and I think the guy said something like, uh, somebody else mentioned that I, I, uh, I do a podcast, and he's like, Hey, wait a second. And he kind of put two and two together. He's like, wait a second, you're Ed. And I actually met somebody who listens to the show. That's I, crazy. I wish, I wish I could remember his name. Um, Did you tell him to tell 50,000 of his friends? Yeah. Yeah. I made, I made okay. sure of that. And I also Good. mentioned that, you know, a, a little donation wouldn't, wouldn't hurt. Right. <laughs> right. Did you just kind of hold your pocket open? Like, Hey, <laughs> hey you want to, you want to like, pick up the tab? But no, I, yeah. <laughs> Our interaction was brief, so if you're out there, uh, you know, it, 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 I was a little disappointed you didn't pick up the tab. That's right. Ed's Ed's available to be greased, FYI. <laughs> Have you gotten your whiskey yet from Mike in Houston? It, it's it's in transit. It's on, I, on the way. Oh, that's yeah. good. I uh, I had a little bit of Mike in Houston's Herman Marshall whiskey this weekend. It was delicious. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, we got Ed. We got a voicemail this week. Oh, and I want to voicemail. I want to play it for you, but it's just the it's just the sound of silence because someone apparently like accidentally called someone in Texarkana, Texas, accidentally called the show. So it was just like the it was just like three seconds and a click. But me, it, that made me wonder. Like I've only ever done that to people that are like programmed into my phone. Right. Am I to assume that someone has our Baller Lifestyle voicemail line on speed dial? Or this is like middle school and like you call the girl and you're not quite sure what you're going to say. And you hang you up. You hang up, which <laughs> which kind of implies we're kind of dreamy that people are just. I told, I have a story about that. Oh, this is an embarrassing, this is an embarrassing story. I. You know, as much as a coxman as you guys are all picturing me being, <laughs> um, I was a little awkward with the ladies growing up. And I, I recall there was this girl that I, 
hooked up with a couple times in high school, but I would like only hook up with her when I saw her drunk at parties. And I would like, wouldn't, wouldn't like really talk to her at school or anything. Like we weren't really the same friends, but we knew each other. I remember like we had classes together and stuff, but we wouldn't like, we didn't really know each other at school. And then I ran into her at a party, a couple on several occasions and like, like we had some hookups and then one time she called me on the phone and I was like afraid to talk to her. So I just hung up oh, and then no. she never needless did, to say, did it work? <laughs> no, it did not work. Needless to say, we never had any more hookups oh. again. And then I, and then I ran into her at a bar when I was like in my twenties and I was super embarrassed and um, she pretended like she didn't know who I was. So uh, that, that was good. Uh, yeah, not, I'm not a super, I, back then I was not like, really that smooth my rap yeah i not like it is now in in high school one time uh i called a girl and really my phone when it was you know the old school uh portable phones where like you're just in the wrong section of your house and it just goes out so i called the girl and i'm talking to her i'm like hey hey and she's she's like hello hello and then I called again, and I still wasn't being heard. And then she star sixty nine me and called back. And oh. Like Ed, and I was like, "What?" She's like, "What's with all the calls?" And I, I was like, oh. "No, wait, 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 wait." Yeah, she star six nine yeah. your ass. So then I was just full on creeper, and this was like, oh yeah, fresh, freshman year in high school. I'm sure the word spread. It was it was not good. It, that was not good for your game. No. Yeah, we're like guys. Listen, I know you think we're real smooth operators, and we are now. It took, took a little while to, to, to work on the craft. But it's like, yeah, yeah you got to take some swings and misses to figure out your game. Yeah, and our game's impeccable now. Uh, okay, Ed, what's going Reggie on Jackson in the world of sports? leads the major leagues in uh, all-time strikeouts. So That's exactly yeah. right. Great point. <laughs> got to take some swings. <laughs> uh, in the baseball season opener Sunday night, the surprisingly dangerous Chicago Cubs fell to the St. Louis Cardinals, but... More importantly, old Wrigley's going through some renovations. The biggest change uh, was limited men's rooms, which meant guys everywhere were urinating into used beer cups. Photos surfaced everywhere of urine-filled beer cups littering the internet Monday morning. Brian, where does this incident rank in vile stadium incidents in your lifetime? This is this is up there. Were, there were like top. thirty cups lined up full of piss. The, the one picture I saw. This well, this would rank just below every single LA Raider game at the Coliseum ever. Oh, is the is the Coliseum disgusting? Yes, but I mean, just like rats and not enough bathrooms, and it's super gross. And then also imagine it filled with Raider fans. <laughs> Um, so we could just make that one, like every, every LA Raider game at the Coliseum ever is number one. And then number two is this Cubs opening day. There's nothing worse than having to wait to piss Ed. It's especially you're drinking beer and you really got to go and you get down there and there's 400 people in line in front of you and it gets chippy. People start walking in through the exit, jumping the line. And it's like, I thought we had rules. Now, now we're breaking rules. Now anarchy. Then there's dudes pissing in the sinks. Like it, it gets, it gets quickly out of hand. Yes, it does. And I, I blame major league baseball. There needs to be an intervention here. There, there needs to be, and maybe there already is, and maybe somebody knows and they can tell me there should be a ratio of urinals to tickets sold. And I don't know what the number is. I don't know if it's 500 to one. I don't know if it's 250. 
Whatever it is, it needs to be determined. That number needs to be figured out. And then somebody needs to go and amend the United States Constitution so that that is written in stone and adhered to at every stadium in the world because it's fucking bullshit that you they're doing renovations they know there's not enough places to piss they should not be allowed to sell as many tickets as they're selling it's an absolute travesty of justice it really is i i remember the old yankee stadium they they put in this new uh you know shopping mall of a stadium recently right but people were all you know nostalgic and sad about the old yankee stadium and i went to that stadium many times growing up and if you had to piss, like you were going to miss two and a half innings. Exactly. Like, unacceptable. I, I paid a ticket yes. to watch a sporting event. Like there should be urinals everywhere. And if they're doing renovations, there should be an army of uh, Porter Johns or, you know, one of those trailers. Absolutely. Like, they've, Truck them in. They've got to do something. There, there cannot be like a limited option. And wh- why they're going through these renovations is to make more money and block the rooftops. That's what. That's, that's exactly what right doing. because, yeah, they want uh, they see there's money to be made, there's revenue out there, but because they're selling more tickets to people that can't get in, the Cubs sell out every game, every single game at Wrigley Field is sold out for the whole season because it's such a party. The games are mostly in the daytime. It's fun, like it's a good time. I go every summer. I know you do do as well. Yeah. It's you know there's a reason that those games sell out because it's such a good time. Um, and that, that's fine. Keep it that way, but make sure there are enough, like however many, if you're putting on an event, if you're building a stadium, however many bathrooms you're planning, double it. Yeah. Um, because you're going to need more. And that tells me, I mean, bad things happen. Like luckily there were some guys who could just piss in a beer cup, but like somebody probably had a code Brown out there. And like I don't know, I like limited that. men's room. Like there's no no way around it. I mean, I I didn't think about I, that. I think about you know an awful incident I had back in Madison Square Garden. Uh, what Sugar Shane Mosley against Miguel Cotto? I was I was yes. there with the customers, so I had I had hmm. prime time seats. I was sitting oh, no. right next to Don Mattingly hmm. and uh, Code Brown. And like I, Whoa. you know, and it was early enough. I was still on the undercard, I think. And yeah. but I was sitting in the section. You know, I was sitting in a you know, high roller section because the company was paying, not me. And right. So you, so I was you surra- had access to some some better yeah, restaurants, but I was right? surrounded by bricklayers. I was surrounded by dudes in nineteen button green lime green suits. Yes. So <laughs> like they're they're all bricklayers, and like. <laughs> and I, I, I had to find a MSG bathroom and I, I found one and yeah, it was probably better kept than others, but I had right. to wait in line with all these dudes who like Oof. probably know how to murder. And, right. and I just remember just going in there and, and pulling a uh, dumb and dumber situation. Something didn't agree just- with the earlier dinner. And uh, right. and I just remember hearing motherfucker, that's disgusting. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, I was like, oh god, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be around this. But yeah, yeah. L- luckily, what you were doing wanted them to be around you less than you wanted to be around yeah. them. Yeah, that's what. But kept I'm just you saying, safe. like those incidents. Look, I've had one really terrible stadium arena experience, but like 
just by the law of averages, somebody had one on Sunday night. For sure. And like, that's, that's exactly that's right. That's not good. That <laughs> couldn't yeah, have been good. A, a three inning wait. Like you could have three or four beers in line just waiting to piss. It's an absolute travesty of justice. Shame on you, Cubs yeah. organization. For shame. <laughs> For shame. Uh, okay. All right. Well, also Next in story. the Windy City, the Anti-Cruelty Society held a charity auction at Bloomingdale's recently. Among the items up for bid. That, hold on, hold on. The anti-cruelty. I think it was it's, animal, right? Just, that, that's, or that sounds it just, like the, the human yeah, fund. Yeah, the like human a, fund. Yeah. Like, like a made-up charity. Yeah. Okay, go on. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a very generic, like, nine, yes. nine deep on the animal funds kind of thing. Right. Uh, <laughs> among the items up for bid, an autographed football by Jay, 18 interceptions on last year's five-win bear squad, Cutler. Um, and it was seeking a hundred dollar minimum bid and it received a grand total of zero bids and words quickly spread around the internet. Uh, Brian, considering the official game ball goes for $94 and 15 cents on Amazon, the question needs to be asked, are our autographs worth at least $5 and 85 cents? Yeah, exactly. Um, (laughs) definitive proof. Everyone hates Jay Cutler. <laughs> like, I mean, he's such a prick. Cause. Like, it just it, it, when they're winning, when they're losing, he's just—he looks like he smelled a fart. He's just never right. happy. It's, and that, but that's the thing. Like, I know he throws a lot of picks, but he's still in the upper. Like, draw the median line in the quarterback. Like, most quarterbacks in the NFL yeah. are shit. Eli Manning. That guy has right. a billion commercials in the New York area. And, like, he's thrown more than 18 picks in a year, for sure. Yeah, like, like Jay Cutler would be in the top. He might be one to the right of the line, but he's in the top half of NFL quarterbacks, even though he throws a lot of interceptions. I think his likability is generally 100% attributable to, to that stupid fucking look on his face. He, he just looks like you want to punch him. And and he's married to that chick from Laguna Beach who seems very vapid and stupid. Like, they're they're a good couple. But the question I actually asked a friend who sent, sent this uh, article to me, is she one of those friendly, vapid reality chicks, or was she one of the conniving reality chicks? Because... Like, yeah. like a likable or unlikable? I don't, I really don't know her except for knowing that know. she was a reality chick. I never, I never saw an episode of Laguna Beach. And one time I walked through a room where that show The Hills was on. Okay. And I maybe, maybe like 20 seconds of it landed in my ears. And if you had given me an IQ test, before that 20 seconds hit my ears and then another IQ test after I was at least 10% done. So that's your Jersey shore kind of thing. Like I, right. I, I tried right. hard to never, like I, I'm pretty sure yes. I was successful in never seeing a second of that show, but I know all about like Snooki and those people just because yes. we couldn't avoid them for a few years. But I, I, it was just the shame of my, my area. Same. Like I know, I know who those people are. Um, but I've never, I know, I don't know the show. And I, so I think she was like kind of the villain okay. on that, on those shows, but also I think she's like considered like a nice person. Okay. Um, I think that was, was just a TV character. I was thinking about, uh, my buddy and I went to a, uh, 
one of these sort of silent auction things. Um, I'm not not sure what it was for, but one of the it was either a Jets or Giants kicker, like Jay Feely or somebody like that. Lawrence Tynes. It could have been Tynes, could have been Jay Feely, but it was somebody in that ballpark, like pretty much irrelevant. Just what's up with that Giants kicker now? That's always got his shirt off. It's, is there like a oh, twink situation I, happening there? I think Steve Weatherford. Yes, that's right, the punter. I think he's the punter. He's, he's like a like a real mouthy guy. Like he's flexing and you know after punts. Like it's just about to the point that I'm hoping somebody lights him up on a punt. Uh, I feel I feel like he may have a deal. Oh, I feel I like mean, he, he might not deal, fit in in the right, locker room. Right. That's true. If he's going too heavy yeah. on the. Uh, shirtless stuff maybe maybe he's got a deal agree did you did did you place a bid on no, those times what autograph? i was gonna say it the the auction was clearly like north jersey you know new york city kind of people and daryl dawkins was there and he was just oh, yeah. i mean he had just chocolate co- thunder. yeah cock of the walk with that guy like just chocolate yeah. thunder he was so pleased with himself in his 19 button suit and he was yeah enormous and just telling stories and telling you know groupie stories to like anyone who would listen but i i did uh, i'm pretty sure my buddy and i caught um the kicker like sort of just monitoring the the bids like you know looking at the piece of paper <laughs> right. like because you know look if you're the giants or jets kicker if Jay Cutler doesn't get a bid for something like I don't know, you're fine. I mean, if if the minimum bid is a hundred, like I can't imagine he got more than one hundred and five. Yeah, exactly. Like the like the Jay Cutler ball that you know the 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 people from the Human Fund are like, oh, this is this is like our big item. Like right. we're going to get two thousand bucks for this, and not not a. And I told bid. you, it's all because of the look. I told you the football that's in my house that I use, like thrown around in parking lots. Dan Reeves. the Dan Reeves ball I got at some weird Christian event because it's a nice right. ball. Yeah, it's a quality ball. But it's a real ball. The autograph. Yeah. What, what do I give a I shit? I like that Dan Reeves was pickled at that oh, thing. Pickled, telling Christian stories and Lawrence Taylor stories. Just real weird. Oh. Awesome. Okay, what else is going on? Deadspin recently reviewed ESPN NFL reporter Andrew Brandt's Twitter account, and the results were not favorable. Uh, the breaking news reporter discussed a recent. Buccaneers Redskins trade for safety Deshaun Goldston. Uh, here's the tweet. Sounds like Bucks were extremely motivated to move Goldston, uh, the former marquee free agent signing. Would have cut him, took a ham sandwich to trade. Okay. Sounds like kind of a joke your uncle would make, but fine. Let's let's move on. Deadspin okay, yeah. found another tweet eight minutes later. Uh, the official NFL tweet about the trade, and then he RT'd it manually, RT'd it, and added ham sandwich trade. Okay, so that's kind of his angle. Um, and then if you look a month earlier, March 13th, he was describing the Mike Wallace trade to the Vikings. Uh, Sports Center reported Dolphins trade the seventh round pick to the Vikings, and he RT'd it and added another ham sandwich trade. Uh, I'm sensing a theme uh, here. Once more, on uh, March 6th, on a Brandon Marshall trade, Bears getting only a low-round for, pick for Marshall is telling. Teams knew he'd be released. Would have traded him for a ham sandwich. Okay. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Brandon Marshall's not on the Bears anymore? I, I guess not. I, I oh saw this God. in the story. 
And then you just go back further in November about Carson Palmer. In 2011, Carson Palmer traded to Oakland for a number one and number two. In 2013, he was traded to Arizona for a ham sandwich. And then they went back further, October of 2013, about Josh Freeman. Uh, Sounds like Freeman has multiple suitors, yet Buccaneers couldn't trade him for a ham sandwich. (laughs) <laughs> there were many. Is this guy in the pocket of big pork or what? <laughs> there were many, many more, like ten or eleven different trades described the same way. Ham sandwich, Brian. If investigators were to search Brand's home, would they find more or less than five dead bodies? <laughs> it's very. I mean, very, that's weird. Like, just anybody who makes the same joke that's not good in the first place is probably just missing some parts. <laughs> yeah, like how oh, that's a terror. That's a dumb joke. Yeah. It's not funny, and he makes it over and over again. Also, is this guy one of those draft guys, Ed? Well, I don't know. He's talking about trades, so maybe he's a draft guy. Let's let's, let's like, assume he's a because I need guy. to know because I feel like I'm the only person that's not even sort of into the NFL draft, and I know like it's. I'm pretty sure it's like the second highest rated televised sporting event we have after the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think you're right. It gets insane oh. ratings. I and that's weird to me because they keep a list. Like, you don't have to sit there for three days and watch them draft the players because at the end, they just make a list of them all and you can see what team I'm not, every player went to. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I'm not interested in who my team takes. Like, I, right. I, I'm, I'm genuinely curious who the Redskins take. But are you, are you a draft for need guy or best player on the board? Best, best player on the board. Yeah, you got you to gotta get an athlete. Get That's the best right. athlete out That's there. That's right. Athlete. ATH, the position. That's right. Uh, okay. Um, we got another Florida situation, oh, no. Ed. I'm going to read you the story as soon as I can find it. I got too many stories open here. Oh, here we go. Um. Duo arrested in burglaries after being caught in act by homeowner. Volusia County deputies have arrested a duo. They say teamed up to burglarize DeLand homes before they were caught in the act by a homeowner on Thursday afternoon. Tobias Cobb, 35, and Kimberly Jarrell, 38, were arrested after deputies say Jarrell would knock on doors to check if potential burglary victims were home and if no one was home Cobb would burglarize the house deputies said margaret gulla a former weightlifter oh, no. came home to her house on princeton road to find Cobb in a bedroom you are in my mother and dad's house and it ain't happening said gulla <laughs> when gulla tried to call for help Cobb smacked her phone out of her hand and punched her in the face Whoa. big mistake he hit me, so I socked him in his eye, and he was trying to get away, and I had him by his shirt, and I wouldn't let go. I tried to drag him to get the phone, said Gullah. A neighbor chased Cobb to a plaza in South Woodland Boulevard and flagged down a deputy. Deputy said Cobb surrendered after a deputy tracked him to a closet and said, you can come out of the closet or you can be bit by my dog. Ed, what is a scarier prospect, having your ass kicked by Margaret Gulla or having to have sex with Margaret Gulla? It sounds like sex would be way worse with her. Yes, take the beat. I mean, I don't know what this guy looks like, but my goodness. I mean, if if there's a woman who has you just stuck in a closet 
It it can't be good for you. He looks he looks like a big pussy. He's like kind of skinny, balding. Oh, the, yeah. the chick that he did okay. the crime with, Kimberly Jarrell, has those crazy eyes. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. She has yeah. the eyes that it's just guilty. No matter what, <laughs> okay. no matter what she's on trial for, guilty. Yes, yes. Those eyes don't. They just don't exist on non-crime committing people. That's right. That's exactly right. She has that look on her face that just <laughs> screams, I've done something. And he has the look that, yes, I could be manhandled by women. Yes, he's he will not do well in no, prison. No. I don't think they're going to be as nice or as forgiving as Margaret Gullah was to him in his robbery <laughs> attempt. I do like I do like couples criminals though i think that's like they're very industrious they they get together like we had the mom and son but i like i like husband and wife and couples uh criminal syndicates that's always I mean, fun. i'm more on the same page with my wife than i am my mom but right. the same discussion kind of applies like committing a crime with my wife would be just staggeringly yes. painful a, a lot of discussion. So like, much discussion. You guys probably wouldn't see eye to eye. No. You, it would take a long time to even just figure out what crime I mean, you were going to... I mean, just for us to plan dinner or, or you know, where, where, where we're going for vacation. I mean, to commit a crime, you, there's, there's a lot of planning going on. A lot. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, Ed, here's another one. Man dies having sex... With a scarecrow. An Argentinian man died while having sex with a scarecrow that he had fitted with a six-inch strap-on penis. He had also, obviously, painted a mouth onto it with lipstick and given it a wig before having sex. Police found the rotting corpse of Jose Alberto, 58, lying next to his lover. A spokesman for the prosecutor said, I initially thought there were two bodies, but then I realized one was a scarecrow wearing lipstick and a long-haired wig. It was lying next to the deceased and had a six-inch strap-on penis. There were no signs of Wait, violence. The, the scarecrow we now- or the guy? Who, who's wearing the, the... The scarecrow was wearing the penis, right? Okay, the scarecrow was the... Was the giver. In the... Yeah, he was he was the the top, <laughs> as we say in gay parlance. There were no signs of violence, and we were working on the assumption that the man died during sex with the scarecrow. Straw had been stuffed inside the old clothes that had been sewn together. That's a pretty typical scarecrow, except for the dick part. We are awaiting the the results of an autopsy. Ed, least surprising <laughs> sentence, closes it. Alberto was described as a loner <laughs> by his neighbors. And has there ever been a story that's so equally sad, disturbing, and hilarious? It, it's it's so good. I mean, the only thing better is if when the police arrive, if somebody was singing, I could while away the hours, conferring with the flowers, <laughs> consulting with the rain. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't remember the I don't remember the scarecrow being anatomically correct in the movie. He but was maybe maybe there's something we he didn't was know. the good guy though. 
I, I, I remember, what, like, back, I, I didn't have cable. That's a scary movie. I didn't have cable in the early years. Like, definitely, like, when that was the annual thing, when I was five years old or six years old, like, I watched with my sister, and I remember the Scarecrow was, like, the guy. Cowardly Lion was a real piece of shit. Yeah, he was He a offered person. nothing, and Agreed. I feel like the, the Tin Man was kind of in the middle, but, like, the, the the most lovable was the scarecrow. So like maybe this guy just felt felt something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, you know how they say like people develop fetishes. Mm, that's that's some kind of fetish, though. It, it's it's something that happens early in life that you that you become sexualized about, and it could be something you saw. This is Freud. It could be something. You know, it could be something little that just hits you in the right moment, and then it's your thing. So maybe, like, that, you know, maybe yeah. he got a little stirring in his yeah. loins as a child. With the thoughts, you'd be thinking, uh, you could be another Lincoln if you only had a brain. I, I just, I'm not sure how the Scarecrow, the Scarecrow's an inanimate object. I mean, I know he'd, he'd, uh weaponized him a bit but I, I still i just don't know how you can be fucked to death by a scarecrow i mean there yeah there had to be he had to have angled it just so but well maybe it was maybe it was like frosty the snowman like there's a oh. little magic in that old silk hat you know <laughs> what country like, which maybe, country is south america but what argentina, argentina. yeah i mean wow. all they have are steaks and pollution yeah. Tango dancing. Tango dancing. Corrupt corruption. Corruption. Saucy, saucy scarecrows. A lot of a lot of death squads back in the day. I think they've Oh, they have Nazis too, right? Yeah, tons of those hanging out. There's probably still a few. Uh well Rip Jose Alberto, he died doing what he loved, <laughs> being fucked by a scarecrow. Wow. Wow. Okay, let's that's a pretty disturbing story. Let's freshen up the mood. Let's get into something it. It's, else. it's that Turn time. Turn the pages to something else. It, it's time to talk about celebrity, gossip, everything that is going on in the world of pop culture. We do that every week with our very own Fancy Sauce. She joins us now for Fancy Pop. How you doing, Fancy Sauce? Hey, guys. I'm hey, good. Fancy. How's it going? Hi. It's going well. You I'm you're really glad you didn't hear that last story because oh, yeah. it was very disturbing. Okay. It, it, it involved a scarecrow with a six-inch strap-on. What? Dom. I don't want to know. Yeah, you don't. Uh, what is going on, Kate? What is happening? Oh, you know what? People were hitting me up on Twitter, and I, I we failed. I failed as a producer last week. We did not discuss the Scientology documentary, Going Clear. Um... What are what is everyone's thoughts on that? I, I mean, I can start. I didn't realize until I saw the LRH L. Ron Hubbard footage that th- that religion was started by the Joker from Batman. I didn't know there was a comic book aspect <laughs> to it until he that does moment. look like he Joker. had he, was he had the L. grossest Ron. mouth of anyone I have ever seen. Oh, He's he was he was grosser than than uh, Douglas uh, the the brother of Robert Durst, Douglas Durst. <laughs> he he oh, yes, had a grosser yeah. mouth than Douglas Durst. I agree. He was, and he was a ginge. He had weird red hair. He was very, very strange looking. Um, His teeth and, looked like Indian corn. 
Yes. Um, but like, no, I don't feel like anybody that's followed or read anything about Scientology, mm-hmm. there were no real revelatory things happening there yeah. Yeah. other than they might that, that, um, I did like that John Travolta may be like a captive of Scientology. They right. hinted that he may have wanted to leave because he seems real gung ho about it. He even made that sweet movie. There was some blackmail that might have. Yeah, but they see they have a really good gimmick going on for dumbs. What they do is they get you to come in there and tell them everything about you, like all your deepest, darkest, really embarrassing shit that Uh you don't want anyone else to know. And then when you try to leave, they say, "Give us some money, or we're gonna tell other people all this shit that you told us." Pretty sweet. My my problem with that documentary, and I, I love seeing it seeing Scientology bash my big problem was uh all of the people all the talking heads were people who spent like 27 <laughs> years like yeah they were like oh yeah on my third decade I started to realize this was all a big scam it's like what right. the fuck were you doing for all this time and yeah, like one of the, t- the main witnesses point. was named Spanky like <laughs> true. it was, it was a little she, bit she was John Travolta's like, best friend I wanted to believe all the bad stuff but the problem was everyone that got to talk was just a dope they really were they were really stupid it's true it's un- they were unfortunately those are the only people that know of course though, because it's so, it's such a close society but those the the videos of those meetings right. that they have with crews getting up there and do they salute each other and all the weird they navy all dress like sailors yeah, it was weird yes they were it's a light, laser light they, show. They have a lot of decorations on, like they've been at war. It's very that was, Nazi. That was the most damning of of the documentary. But like the Talking Heads, I just felt like all these people are fucking dopes. I sort of get that, and I do like that they've amassed a three billion dollar fortune by bilking their congregants out of their fucking yeah. life savings. And they don't people 40 cents a week and they don't pay any fucking taxes. That was the craziest thing to me because they're a church and Hey, guess what? That church needs to pay taxes. And so does every other fucking church. I wonder if this documentary will kick Uh, the the country, kick the IRS back into gear and chasing them for, yeah, absolutely. They're a full change their status profit organization. For and, sure. And they need to be held accountable. And I bet they're having a good look into that s- miscavige. As we I see, saw people know, on Facebook. I saw people on Facebook like posting, that's not that's not a church. That's a cult. They should definitely be taxed. And it's like, hey, guess what? You know, yeah. they all should be taxed. Everyone. Yeah, everyone course, should be taxed. If you own land and you're profiting on the land, off the land, you, you should be taxed. Absolutely. Yes, for G- sure. Got to agree with that. Uh, okay, Kate, what is going on? Oh, wait, one more thing. We uh-huh. got. Uh, we have an email. This is a preview of a fancy sex column that's going to be coming up um, this week on the website. Um, we got an email from our man, Len. This is a guy who emailed us about the whole food salad a couple weeks oh. ago. Brian, <laughs> Ed, and Fancy looking. And this is, I'm telling you guys, life coaches, you're dealing with some fucking smart people here. <laughs> That's true. Me, Kate, Ed Daly. We've been around the world. We have different perspectives. We know some stuff. Come to us. We've Bring us a, your we've problems. We've been around the block. We can help sure. you. Brian, Ed, Fancy, looking for some opinions slash advice on ha- how to handle giving my two daughters, age 13 and 15, quote, the talk. While this may not be in your wheelhouses of expertise, oh, it is. I do feel you guys are pretty spot on with your advice approach on how to handle awkward situations in general. That's true. 
To date, my advice to them, without being specific, is one, don't do anything that you don't want to do or are uncomfortable with doing. That's good advice. Two, this is the best advice, don't get pregnant. Three, don't use our, my wife, and my bed. Don't they have their own bed? Is is this enough? That would be weird. Or do I need to go into the birds and the bees in more detail? I would prefer to take the don't ask, don't tell approach. My no. parents. I have, I have the I first took, line. Len, for Len, Len. I have the first line. But we'll, <laughs> but we'll follow your advice. Um, oh, oh, hold on. Would you would like to know if any of you received a talk, how it went, and whether there was a topic that you now think should have been covered or avoided? Where does this fit in on Ed's scale of things I don't want to talk to <laughs> want to do with my mother? Possibly between planning a caper and gossiping about his classmate sexing the wrestling coach. Also, this seems to be some sort of an expected American parental tradition. Is it done this way in Australia? Love the pod. Len and PA. Uh, okay, I have thoughts. You guys have thoughts. Kate? I mean, first problem. His kids are 13. Yeah. Yeah, too the first line should be, know everything already. girls, I apologize. I waited till two years after you already know everything about sex. Yeah, right. Absolutely. So my advice was for him to ask them what they know, which yeah. is probably everything. Yes. And it's probably going to be really cringeful yes. for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think his biggest problem, though, is the talk about online porn. Yeah, porno. The thing is, they're girls. Girls aren't porn Shouldn't should no. the wife have Consumers. that conversation? Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's, the a, wife that's should. a great point. That's it's a, great it's point a bit again. awkward for your dad when you're a yes. teenager to be talking to you about yeah. sexual yeah. stuff. You don't want to. That's not something I that the, they're going to want to do. I had the talk. With both my parents. They, like, <laughs> both my sisters were away for the night, and, like, at dinner, they just blindsided me in, in like, fifth grade, though. <laughs> and they yeah. both start talking about it, and, like, my dad... How old are you in fifth grade in the States? Ten years old. Ten. Yeah, and my dad mm-hmm. was like, uh, yeah, I, when I was a kid, it was, it was me, it was, to, I was told that, like, masturbation was evil, but, like, masturbation's okay. I masturbated all the time, and I was like, oh, my God, my mom's looking <laughs> at me, and, like... You know, like, we're eating fucking fish dinner. I still, like, have trouble with seafood. It was it was a real bad scene. Oh, and, like, and they're God. like, and you understand the penis goes in the vagina. And I was oh, like, oh, my God. God. This is oh. both parents. Like, I would have much preferred if it was my dad. And, like, I'm not even sure what I preferred there. But, like, yeah. definitely my mom not there. That was... Like, I'm I'm glad to know that um, Ed Sr. jerks it quite a bit. That's good for him. Yeah. yeah. Way, way to get it out there. I didn't get a talk from my parents. I don't feel like a talk is something that everybody does anymore. I feel no. like that gets left to like health ed class yeah. and and their friends at school. Everyone's and got an when, older sibling. That's the thing. Like that's you true. can't you can't as as I early as a older. parent thinks they they're doing it. Like there's somebody who has an older sibling that's going to tell you. Anyway. I didn't have an it's older true. sibling, but it's I true. had a babysitter, mm. a girl babysitter. And I asked her. I hit her up, and mm-hmm. she was very frank and would, told me everything I wanted to know. I would have hit her and up, and I found out a lot that night. Um, and I was pretty excited. I was like, I can't believe someone was yeah. just telling me all this. And stuff. I think I think that's the key. Like is, my parents have been skirting around it, yeah. like parents do. And then an, this chick was like, Oh, okay. Here's you, what happened. You should have an open dialogue about sex. Sex is not taboo. I it's think so something too. to be discussed and to be. It should just be like. <laughs> any other subject and are you going to have the talk with your boys at some point ed uh, i will I, I will not have my yeah. wife have anything to do with it because yeah be like so how old do you, how when are you going to do yeah. it yeah. well i mean i 
I, I when my parents Ten. told me, I this is like listen. I certainly was clueless as a kid, but when my parents had to talk in like fifth grade, I probably uh-huh. I probably knew like ninety percent of what they told me already. Like I yeah. just think people uh-huh. talk like there's there's no way. So I I think the you know the the only thing you can do is make it so it's cool if they have questions, but like you're you're ne- you're just never gonna break the news to them. It's true. I uh, my son's nine, and recently we're at the zoo. And while we were there, there was some a, couple of ape, a couple of apes <laughs> who are pretty close to humans. Real close. We're having, yeah, we're having some intercourse right like <laughs> – it was like one of those glass things where you're like right near it. And I motioned to my son. I'm like, hey, do you know what's going on there? And he, he's like, he, got, he started to blush. He gets so embarrassed. He got real embarrassed and turned away. And I'm like, yeah, you do. Okay. We could talk about this. <laughs> Uh, okay. Hey, excellent question, Len. Good job. Just just have an open dialogue yeah. with your kids. Good and, luck, Len. And, and look for more um, sex and relationship stuff and on the given, website. And given the their ages, com. maybe they could fill you in on some things that happen in sex. Cause well, let's let's hope. Let's Are hope. we going to f- post a full reply? I'm sure. Yeah, we'll, the, have a, we'll, we'll have a full reply on the website, theballlifestyle.com. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay, what Kate, what is going on in the um, world of pop culture? Well, what do Ed and I need to know about? This is my favorite part of the well, show. Well, let's well. go. Harvey Weinstein update from last week. So, according to the New York Daily News, Weinstein confirmed, um, seemed to confirm that he came into physical contact in an in- inappropriate way with the Italian model. Hold up. Let me recap for the audience that may not have heard last week's show. We did a story about Miramax and now the Weinstein Company film production executive, master of the universe, Ted Harvey Monta. Weinstein, who's... Real fat and gross looking. Has groped an Has been model. accused of groping a model, and he may or may not have been accused by several in the past. Um, and now it seems like more is coming to light on that. Go ahead, Kate. Okay, so according to the um, New York Daily News, Weinstein seemed to confirm that he did come into physical contact in an inappropriate way with model Ombra Badalana in a phone call with her that was being monitored by police. Last week, Badalana told police that Weinstein had grabbed her breasts and genitals. She said something to the effect that she was uncomfortable with him doing that, and she said something to the effect, and he said something to the effect, it won't happen again. Um, so no charges have been brought against Weinstein. The comments, um, Daily News' source clarified, were not a confession, but seemed to confirm that what she accused Weinstein of did in fact take place. Um, Grabbed her breasts and genitals. Apparently, yeah. Wow. Whoa. That, that Casting nuts. couch. Like, come on. His his moves are worse than mine and Ed's in high school. Yeah. Yeah. Not very smooth. Not very smooth. Um, look for this chick to get paid off. There will be a we'll settlement. See. Yeah. Okay, Kate. What else is going on? Okay, I've got um, some news um, on George Clooney. According to reports, uh, Clooney. The Lake Como town of I'm not sure how to pronounce this Laglio Laglio was outlawed just outlawed approaching Clooney, Amal, and their friends at and around their villas, as well as physically trespassing on the land when they're not home. Good. The temporary ban is reportedly centered around Clooney's 53rd birthday party, which will take place at his villa. Um, While this is obviously aimed at paparazzi, the VIP regulation also blocks parking and boating around the area. So that's a $600 fine, basically. Uh, Good. Leave famous people alone. 
Just because yeah. you've seen them in a movie, don't bother them. Don't take their picture. So, yeah, I, the town's mayor. Let them have his fucking dinner. Is um, really into Clooney. Let him be the man. You know. Yeah. Ed? Any any laws against paparazzi? I'm in favor of. I mean, who gives a shit about those people? Seriously, leave them alone. Uh, okay, Kate. What else? Um, this is sad. Uh, Dr. Frederick Brandt, the celebrity dermatologist whose clients include mm, Madonna and yeah. Stephanie Seymour, was found dead Sunday in his Miami <coughs> home. Um, it's a, an apparent suicide. It's being reported. Um, Brandt's publicist um, issued a statement. And while an illness may have been um, his true cause of death, reports have surfaced claiming that Brandt had also been depressed at the time of his sudden passing. A Miami Herald blogger specifically cited Martin Short's similar and presumed impression of Brandt's character featured on Tina Fey's Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt show as the cause behind his devastation. So now there's all these stories floating around the internet about how, um, you know, the TV show was to blame, which is not. Unfortunately, you can't. That's a sensationalist view. People want reasons when someone may or He was depressed. Taking their own life. I'm sure that hurt his feelings. There's not. You can't make someone kill themselves. No. Um, Suicide is. Assuming that's what happened. De- and de- plus Martian, depression doesn't Martian happen overnight because you got your feelings hurt. That, depression is a, in, is right, a mental right. illness. Ed, you were saying? Martin Short's the best. I'm, he, I'm siding with I haven't Martin seen Short. that show. Have you guys? He, no, I haven't. We, we I should, haven't seen I it yet. Yeah, it. I'm going to watch it. Martin Short is really a fucking, fucking next level comedian. But he, he is so funny. His character is, there's no he looks doubt. looks just like him. It's yes, no doubt. It, it, it's yes. a, a takeoff of this guy. Yes, I would say homage. I'm guessing if we know who he is, it's because he wanted to be the celebrity yes, dermatologist in the public eye. Oh, he's a if you're in the public, yeah. if you're the public in the public oh, eye, you're going to be mocked. That's yeah. just the way it is. That's the tested, deal. He was like a, a Botox pioneer, and he also tested a lot of fillers on, on himself, himself. That's, that was while very they were in the, the FDA, um, you know, approval he had, phase. He had a very smooth he had a lot face. of fillers. <laughs> And yeah, I had nothing anyway, to be sad about as far and as I can Frederick Brandt, RIP. This is, it's a sad story. Sorry, buddy. Suicide's always a bummer. Yep. Yeah. Um, Talk to somebody. Ask for help. Um, I know you guys are big fans of The View. It's your favorite, sh- one of your favorite. I can't believe it's shows. still on. Yeah, how long has it been going? I can't believe that Whoopi Goldberg makes like $3 million or something to be on that so, show. So they're looking for um, some cast replacements. And Monica Lewinsky is rumored to be joining the cast. Lewinsky is who's slowly making her way back into the spotlight after a raved about TED Talk on cyberbullying in March has um, been rumored that um, she could be a possible... That, w- that would be one of is the Is Whoopi great- Goldberg still on the show? I'm pretty sure she is, yeah. Joy Behar also wants to return, but I think Monica Lewinsky would be a great addition. I don't know a lot about Monica Lewinsky, but that would be one of the great redemption stories of all time because she, she was a it. fucking pariah. She deserves it. She, she, Monica, you're, you're really welcome on my show. <laughs> That's your, that's your whoopee. She's she's it's similar to my Robert Durst, right? Yeah, it's good. I like it. <laughs> Monica, I've got no no female sexuality in me. She's remember when remember when Sam Malone was having sex with her, Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. yeah. How about when he showed up at her birthday party in blackface? Yes. Yeah. What the fuck was going on yes. there? Yeah. I don't know. Mayday Malone. Yeah, what Ugh. the hell was that? I don't know. Um, okay, we'll look. We'll look for Monica Lewinsky. That's a high-paying gig. I that hope, view. I hope that she. I hope that comes about. Yeah, but I mean, I, 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 I agree. People went way overboard with that whole scandal. But why did she save the dress? 
I don't know. That's that that's, that's well, a creepy move. Like, are we supposed to love somebody who saves a semen-covered yeah, dress? A girl. I mean, dude, she was so, very young. She was young and impressionable. She, she probably have feelings for hey, him. Ed, it's like a souvenir. Why to did her. she wear a beret? You know, yeah, you can't judge. Agreed. Yeah, well, we can judge people that's in true. berets. That's true. <laughs> uh, I went to I went to school with Linda Tripp's son. It, he went to Maryland, Linda uh-huh. and I I was in a class with him. Linda Tripp uh-huh. was the one who who recorded the phone calls yeah, and yeah. made it all public. Yeah, and Chris Farley. Um, yes, did and her. that was the thing. Yeah. And I was in class with this guy, and Farley's playing his mom oh, that's great. On, on Saturday Night Live, and then I'm in class with this guy like the next day yeah, or two funny. days later. That's it great. was real creepy. That is awesome. That is awesome. Great story. Uh, anything else, Kate? Um. Well, I have a Bruce Jenner update. I don't want to, you know. Oh, I, 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 hey, death. listen, I know, I know, he's off limits that's because we can't make fun of that's him. That's right. Well, I'm Clown not making man. fun. I'm just reporting that according to Radar Online, he has apparently had silicone uh. breast implants put in a few weeks ago, and that he went with a smaller implant because he didn't want to look ridiculous. Oh, Ed, he took your advice. He didn't want to re- look ridiculous, so he's the first person in history to get tasteful breast implants. You just, we just talked about this you last week, how everyone goes too big, and Bruce Jenner, Jenner Ob's he a listener. Tasteful. Yes. Went for, went, for, wow. advice. went for a tasteful implant. Yes. I'm truly conflicted right now, Raider. because yes. there's he, he's pretty much just the worst in every walk of life. But he got tasteful tits. Yes. Brucey. Um, he's claims, on the road to redemption, Ed. Claims that he's uh, way, way on his road to redemption. Yes. Next step is um, apparently full gender reassignment surgery. And doesn't he, have to, don't you have to live as a woman for a few years before they go? Like, I who don't are know. these doctors? Are there rules? I don't know. Yes, there's rules. While he may also have further breast augmentation to gradually increase oh, his cup size, because uh-huh. I think he probably just started off small. Oh. Um, according so to somebody's going to talk him into bigger tits. Yeah, that always happens. The former athlete wants to have all surgeries completed in time to make his on-screen debut as a woman on the fall season of oh, Dancing with the Stars. Shut up. On screen, so this is so this That's is a private struggle that we debut. need we need to respect. But he's going to be on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, I just so. I just got to get this all clear. Right. Anyway, this will all be explained during his two and a half hour long sit down with Diane Sawyer. Two and a half hours. Apparently, um, I wouldn't watch fucking Abraham Lincoln. Be I might have, ex- for I two might have exaggerated hours. that. Uh, might be two hours. Still, um, April, oh, April twenty fourth. Oh, so so later this month, we'll, we'll get all the details. I mean, I've, I could do It'll like all be clear. maybe like twelve minutes. We're gonna need. Oh, we're like watching it. A Cliff's Notes right. version of that. <laughs> first, first four minutes, Bruce. Tell us about your gold medal in seventy six. Yeah. All right. Second question, Bruce. Tell us about that filleted penis. <laughs> Yes, stop it. It'll be one hour of really boring, like, r- reminiscing, and then the second hour we'll get into it, when, I feel like. Bruce, when did you know? When was that? When did, when you, did you identify? Always. I've always known. With a woman. I've always known. And afterwards, would you want to have sex with me still or not? No, is he into dudes, or is he going to still be into ladies? He's well, I guess we'll find into, that out. No, he's still going to be into ladies. Oh, good for him. That, that's, that's my guess. Okay. That's it. That's, There's some common ground. That, that, that's it? Those are my stories. All right. Great job, Kate. Thank you. Um, Ed, anything else? Am I forgetting anything? I think I think we covered it. I'm, I'm into Bruce Jenner's tits now. Good for you. Uh, okay. Great job by everyone. Um, episode 65 in the books. Like I said before, reach out. I'd like to know who called us from Texarkana that has us pre-programmed. I, I think where Smokey and the Bandit started in Texas. Is that true? 
Yeah, so maybe it was What's, the bandit. What, where, was, where the, what was the whole deal? Like you, they were hauling beer. Like you weren't moonshine. Was it moonshine? I thought it was just beer. That was like Coors. Like you couldn't take it across state lines. Or I, that's I, that seems. I might have to like go a, back and rewatch those. And then again, we shouldn't shoot holes through it if Fast and the Furious is the number one movie. Oh, fancy sauce! And I saw. We can review right now. What? Fast and the Furious oh, 7. Furious 7. That was my first introduction to the Furious franchise. Not mine. And whoa. I was not ready for that. Yeah. We have a... Uh, I, I heard a rumor that yes. some of the cast changed a lot of their lines and scenes. Oh, really? Yeah. Vin Diesel was a, pro- Vin Diesel likes, was a producer this time. He likes to ad-lib. He likes to... Because well, there some were some of the good be- lines Some in of the movie. best lines in that movie were delivered by Vin... Diesel himself. Yeah, there was a lot happening in that movie. I'm, I'm pretty happy that I saw it. I was, and I was not shocked that I went out to take a leak. Um, at some point during the movie, a guy was walking out in front of me, and he was, and he was vaping on the way out. Like, <laughs> I, like, I would bet, I would bet there's a greater than fifty percent vape. Oh yes, nothing in the movie in makes not, sense. Like the, uh, like the vape record will be set when the Entourage movie comes out this summer. But until yeah. then, Furious Seven's going to be holding on to the vaping record vaping during a movie record for sure <laughs> they'll hold the bell for three months yeah absolutely okay that's our review of furious seven until next week for ed daily for fancy sauce i'm brian beckner this has been the baller lifestyle podcast from the baller we'll see you next week goodbye bye Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.